Hey everyone, thanks for checking out this podcast. I hope today's conversation inspires you and builds your faith for the moment you are in right now. Know that God's love for you truly changes everything. Enjoy the message. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You guys are good if I sit down, right? I promise I'm going to do some more work for you before the morning's out, but I figure leading up to that, I'm going to sit down for a sec. Yeah, so this is exciting, huh? Uh, getting, to, getting to share at Moncton Wesleyan with my family. I'm pretty excited. Um, we're going to go a couple of different, different ways with this, and, uh, and I'm excited for each, each part of this journey we're about to go on. But uh, either way, I'm just going to get right into it and just, uh, first of all, tell you how excited I am to be here with you. Um, there's parts of my story that most of you know, um, and there's parts that some of you don't. Um, what I will say is uh, what, you'll, what you'll find and how I share my testimony is that um, I don't spend a lot of time on the negative stuff that came first. Only reason is, is that I believe that I am a new creation, and uh, so I share enough for you to be able to appreciate how far God's brought me, but I don't hang out there anymore. So if that's all right with you, I just wanted to make sure that you knew before you got here and prepared yourself for this whole movie that you were possibly going to hear, it's not gonna happen. Google works very, very well and all of my stuff is on there. So, getting back to that. I'll give you some background stuff. So, I grew up in Halifax, Nova Scotia. I am the, uh, the oldest of, uh, of some, some kids. Um, I'm still working out what the exact number is, so I'll get there when I get there. But um, I'm the oldest from what I understand. Um, and, uh, you know, I was mostly raised by my grandparents, but not for my mother, not trying to do well. She had what she had. And, uh, and, and things were tough uh, growing up. And so, uh, so my grandparents stepped in and raised me. My mother and I are, have a great relationship now. And it's funny because um, we've had conversations where she has, you know, said, you know, I feel bad for, you know, when you guys were kids. And I'm just like, you know, by letting nanny and puppy raise me was probably the best thing that she could have possibly ever done for me. So her and I are cool. And at no point in my story is there a negative on my mom. I love that woman a lot. Anyway. Um, so I grew up there. I, uh, I experienced a lot of things growing up. So homelessness, um, you know, loss of friendships. I was involved in gang activity growing up in Halifax. Um, and so all of those things kind of coming together. Oh, one second. I had one important thing that I made sure I was going to do before I started talking to you, and I didn't do it. And that could come back and bite us all later. There, the timer has started. All right. Now, getting back. That could have went real bad. Like, I mess up lunch. I'm, that's my thing. Uh, side story, and I can already feel my wife shaking her head when I get ready to say it, but how I found out that sometimes I can pray too long is that I was praying once, and I was blessing the food, and partway through the prayer, you know how people, you, you know, you want to hear responses because it lets people know you're engaged, and my wife's beautiful voice came up saying, and thank you, Lord, for warm food. So, I'm running the timer, y'all. I'm running the timer, all right? Um... So yeah, I experienced a lot of things, homelessness, uh, difficulties um, making friends. I always wanted to lead, but I didn't know how or what that looked like, so I was very tough to, to be friends with even, you know? And so it worked out that even for me now, like the relationships I have, the close relationships I have are real close. Like it's weird how close we are, right? Um, but that's, that's why. 
Um, and then, you know, the, the one part that mostly everybody would know about is, uh, is I, I went through a heavy cocaine addiction. Um, and, and that was pretty consuming for me. Uh, it took over my life. And, and it wasn't until my wife actually approached me um, to give it up or lose my family. Um, it put me in a, in a get help state. Uh, not even intentionally, because I, I, I responded with, yes, of course, I'll stop using cocaine. Who, who, who wouldn't say that, right? So I said that, and I honestly had great intentions to do it, um, but for me, it, it didn't go that easily, and so what happened to me was what I didn't know then that I know now was I, had, I have severe ADHD, and in that, I had gotten really, really depressed, because I didn't know that that's what I had. Right? So I had gotten really, really depressed because I was trying to get over this consuming drug, um, this powerful drug, in my own strength, because I'm stubborn and I believe I can accomplish just about anything. So I had this, this thought in my head, I'm going to do this, and I genuinely wanted to. But really all that led to was a suicide attempt, because now I feel like I'm trying to get off this drug, but I'm not doing any better. Right? And now I don't have the drug to deal with things not going any better, right? And so it kind of put me into a really uncomfortable uh, position. And I know there's people in the room who understand it. And, and I promise you, if it's something that we, we, we need to talk about, that I can, you know, encourage you or pray with you or, or be there for you, some of you already know from experience that I will gladly do that, all right? So at any point when you see me, please, let's, let's connect if that's something that we connect on, all right? Um, but yeah, so I, I ended up experiencing that addiction, and my wife approached me to get help and to, and to, you know, do better, if you will, for lack of a better way to say it. Um, and so I was presented with uh, this option and opportunity to go to uh, Teen Challenge, which is here in Memorum, well, we have a center here in Memorum Cook, uh, just, just outside of Moncton there. Anybody, anybody familiar with Teen Challenge? Show of hands. Okay, cool. It's a great program. Um, if you need help, I encourage you to at least uh, reach out and see, see if, if it's something I can help you. But Teen Challenge was a place where uh, my relationship with Christ really happened, I guess, if you will. I, I knew who Jesus was, and I'd already started a relationship with him. I just wasn't getting it, <laughs> you know, if you will. Um, and I knew that something was different about me. You know, I knew, I know my heart, like I, 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 I've known that my whole life. So something was different. I just couldn't figure it out. But anyway, while I was in this program, I had a life coach named Mark, Mark Pope. And, and I'm sure I'll get a message later today, Mark telling me that he tuned on later to watch the service because he won't show up for the 1030 version of it, but that he's tuned in later to watch this service and he's going to tell me good job. So regardless of how you feel about how I did today, my life coach is going to say good job. So I did well. Um, and I'm already owning it. So, but one of the things that he did, and, and throughout the program, we had what we called contracts. And every, every month, we would be responsible to, you know, learn a, uh, do a character quality and learn a memory verse. And we'd have to paraphrase some portion of scripture or, you know, like, there was just, there were things you had to do and read books and stuff. And so, my, uh, my life coach, Mark, he, he had said, he knew I was into music. He knew I loved hip-hop music. I loved rap music. And, uh, and that I, I enjoyed writing it and creating it. And so he had, uh, he had come up with this idea that for my contracts every month when I got my scripture paraphrasing or whatever, um, that I would be required to write a rap verse 
out of whatever that scripture was. Now, I don't know how familiar you guys are with album creation and all of that stuff, but the average album is about 12 songs, right? Um, I mean, unless you're one of these really new artists who are really cheaping out on y'all and you get nine, sorry, I didn't train them that way, but um, the average album is about 12 songs. And so when I graduated the program, I had technically written 12 songs. Teen Challenge is a 12-month faith-based program, if I didn't already tell you that. So uh, my life coach had really invested in me uh, in what my talent was, what my gift was, or what God was going to have for me in that. And so when I graduated, I was all, I'd spent so much time creating these rhymes out of stuff about Jesus that things, it, was, it, was, it was a good place to be in. And because I was just coming off the drugs and everything, it was just myself and that Bible, right? So there was nobody to taint it for me, <laughs> if you will. You know, I was, I was able to actually take it in and, and, and learn from it and, you know, find out what God was saying to me personally in those scriptures and, and be able to, you know, transition them into, into words that were palatable to people who liked poetry, I guess. That's, that's the gentle way we're going to put it. Um, so I have a, I've got a scripture slide, but if it's not there, it's cool. Um, but the scripture I basically lead this ministry off. Oh, there it is. Look at that. The, the scripture I basically lead this ministry off of is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, and it says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. That's basically what 180 Ministries is. Um, it's born out of that original story, you know, coming up in a, in a big family, uh, on my father's side of the family, my grandmother had nine sons, no daughters, nine boys, and every one of them was bad. <laughs> like, I loved that little woman, like, so much, because, like, there was something about her that, as a kid, as long as she was alive, I just knew not to mess with this woman. Like, she looks small, she's got a low voice, but I know her nine sons, and they all call her mama and listen. So... I, I didn't want to ask any more questions than that to her on the grounds of incriminating her or myself. But what I'm saying is, it's a good lady. But that was the family I grew up in. And then on the other side was my mother's side of the family, which is the grandparents that raised me. On my mother's side of the family, they had all girls and no boys. So a little different. On my, on my father's side, Nanny was like, okay, we got another boy. But on my mother's side of the family, woo-wee, a king is born, Right? And so, so with that, I, I, I've learned that, you know, I am something special because my grandmother always reminded me that I'm, God made me, you know, and that I was special and I was great in that. So that scripture is very important to me, and I use it. I live by it. I love it. And, and that's the scripture for my ministry. So I'd like to talk to you a little bit about 180 Ministries, if that's all right, because that's kind of why I came up here the week before I go on tour starting in Moncton next week. Anyway, sorry, side note. I'm talking out, I'm thinking out loud, my fault. Um, 180 Ministries is, a, is an organization that was birthed out of Teen Challenge um, when I came out of the program, and it's, uh, we do hip-hop music, um, we do workshops on bullying, drug awareness, teen suicide, all of that stuff, um, and we do keynote speaking events. Um, I just, I, I have a DJ on board, so if you have a, you have a wedding coming up and you want to make sure that the music is positive, not necessarily Christian or whatever, but positive, I have a DJ for that. I can get you set up. 
we have another young artist who actually went through, grew up in MCA, who uh, I've been helping out and, and working with. And so um, the mentor side of it is also a big, important part of uh, what 180 Ministries does. Uh, I remember when Dave Steves used to preach here, he went out to Teen Challenge one day to speak at the, in the chapel, and he took a picture of my before and after photo, and he posted, um, found people, find people, as he spoke about my ministry. And so that's kind of become the tagline that, that, that we go with with 180 Ministries, and that's what we go out and do. Um, and like I said, it started out out of, uh, out of, out of Teen Challenge, so out of, a, out of a place of faith to begin with. There's Rocco. I couldn't find him, man. I usually don't like being on the stage and not knowing where my man is, so there. I feel a lot better now. Thanks, bro. Um, you moved, man. Um, anyway, over the years, since, since 20, 2011, uh, been blessed to create... Um, a bunch of uh, Christian music. And some people will, would, have been, would have heard the com conversation going on in the music industry a couple of years ago with uh, like a Lecrae or whatever, where they were trying to determine, are you a Christian artist or an artist who's Christian? And so I'm both, but I, I profess to be a Christian artist. And the reason I do that is because there's gangster rappers, there's trap rappers, there's whatever rappers, I'm a Christian rapper, and my faith goes first. But that doesn't give away or take away um, your, your right to, or not your right, but your, your, your obligation to make good music, you know, or, or, or I feel like, and, and it's happened, that in, in, in the genre of sometimes in Christian music, um, and why people tend to call it corny, <laughs> is, uh, is because sometimes we've, you know, we've toned down our artistic ability in terms of making sure we get the message out, which I don't think either has to happen. I think if God has given you this artistic ability and this gift, you should use it to its fullest. And if you do that, then you're going to come up with real creative ways to say Jesus' name. That's all. You'll learn about me if you haven't met me before that I'm, not, I'm also not one of those fake humble people, right? Like, I don't do that. If you tell me I did a good job, I will tell you thank you because I know God gave me the gift, but I work really, really hard because God gave me this gift and I'm not about to waste it, all right? So, there's that. Um, I have an album slide, too. And so, I'm just going to post that up there and let you guys see um, just the albums that have gone out. So, since 2014, um, we've released U-Turn and then followed up with Out of Anguish and then Reverence, which is one of my favorites. Um, I see Jen, too. If you get, if you get the Reverence album, just, you just got to play the first song. And, you know, after Jen starts hitting you with that mm, vocal stuff, you'll, uh, you'll go get the rest of them. So if you have to pick a song first, if you haven't heard my music, you need to pick a song first to check out, I'm going to say get reverence and play song one. But I'll also say get under, under the hood and play song 14 because Jeff Summers is somewhere in the room and he's on that song. So we're going to make sure that you get that too. But yeah. Reverence, and then we went into Ventilation. Now, that's, that, that one is a special project to me because Ventilation was one where I was in a, a, a serious struggle, a personal struggle, and figuring out um, life for myself and where it sat with my faith and, and with other things that are going on in my life. And so I was really struggling in that. And, and it was right around the time that George Floyd had passed away. And we ended up having an interview that was done here that Pat Steves did with me and gave me the opportunity to share from my perspective. Uh, you know, but I, there was a while where I was really struggling in, in, a, in a tough spot where I felt like on one hand, I'm this black man who has an obligation to my community, which I will not, I will not turn off at any point, right? On the other hand, I'm this man of faith 
and the two didn't seem to keep coming together for me, and I had to figure that out. And so it caused a, a lot of struggle for me internally and mentally. Um, and so one thing for me, the easiest, the best way that I get through things, I guess, if you will, is that, you know, I put them to music because then it's just myself and whatever track I'm writing to or whatever, and I can say however I feel. And if I'm clever enough in how I write it down, I can release it and it's not going to hurt nobody. <laughs> it might challenge you, you know, but it's not going not gonna to be a negative thing. And I also believe that I'm allowed to have awkward, tough, and hard discussions with God. And I believe that some of us don't know that. And so I'm okay with having mine publicly on music. Don't judge me, pray for me. You know, that's, that's kind of how I view that. So the ventilation album was very, very important to me. But when that one was done and it had, you know, run its cycle, I realized real quick I had a lot more to vent about. So ventilation two came to life. And, uh, and that, that was the last album I, I just released, and we're coming up on, on Under the Hood next week, but the last album out is Ventilation 2. Now, why say all that? Because we're going to get to the part that's really awkward and uncomfortable for me. And one of the reasons why, let me, let me just jump into one spot. Church, we need to take care of our artists, okay? And I'm not just saying that because I'm an artist. Let me, let me explain where I'm going with this, okay? Um, the people that we're trying to reach with our gift are outside of these walls. We know that. We accept that. Um, and that's fine. But also, we have to be mindful that there's no record label for what some of us do. Okay? So I'll give you, I'll give you mine first, right? So there's no record label for what I do. Okay? The church has to become our label. And I'll tell you where I'm going with this. So for me, as an artist, um, I say Jesus way too much for mainstream labels to take on what I do, right? But then on the flip side, I talk very openly about my pitfalls, downfalls, you know, issues that we have as a family here in, in churches and, and, and in our community and things that affect us in, 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 in racial stuff and all of those things. I talk about them and I talk about them openly. And if, if, I feel, if I feel like the conversation has to be even more open, I will open it. And most of you know that. And so it has made it so that, you know, Christian labels also have a bit of discomfort, and so they, they don't touch it as much, right? Which, again, I'm fine with. I know my calling, and God has taken very, very good care of it up to this point. But I know there's going to be a young artist behind me, and this was something that we had to address before they come up and don't have the ability to keep going, right? Um, and so I just encourage you with that, in that when you have these young artists that are really pouring out just because they're not on worship teams, that you really genuinely get behind them and support them because it's lonely out there and they're out there doing ministry. I consider what I do mission work, okay? So I'm gonna get to the awards really quick so I can jump through that. There's a slide for that and I said I was gonna get to the awkward part I hate talking about. I hate talking about this part, but you'll never know what it is I need you to support if you don't know what we're actually doing out there, right? And I feel like that's where, that's where we've gotten disconnected in that I've been really busy for a decade, but I don't, I don't tell you what I'm doing. And I assumed that you were watching and you knew, and that's my fault. And I apologize for that because I assumed that. And so I want to give us all the opportunity to really go out and impact the world, man, with what we have, right? And we do have an opportunity. You know, 
I'd say, and I might be crazy with this number, but I'd say 85% of talented artists who are out there making music in the world right now would tell you that they started in church. They started singing in church. So why do we have the smallest number of commercial artists? We'll figure that out later together. It's, I, don't, I wasn't given enough time for that today, so we'll leave that alone. But I just want us to be thinking about that, that we actually intentionally um, start to support our artists. And I'm not talking financial, right? A share on Facebook, a, a, a post on Instagram. There's a few of you here, and I tried to make it a point to individually speak to you this morning, especially. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. It, it's awesome, and, and, and it gives us the opportunity to go out and, and lead people and be great. Um, so, the awards, cool, um, appreciate it. I only put it up there so you could have it. Um, also, just found out that uh, I've been, uh, been not, uh, no, I received, uh, as of September, I will be uh, New Brunswick Gospel Music Hall of Famer. So, that's exciting. But now, let's get to the, let's get to the number that really, the, the, the award, I guess, if you will, or the stat that matters to me the most, and what, what I wanted to share with you, and what all that ramble was for to get us to this place right here. Um, since 2011, this ministry has, you know, in the partnerships that we're in, we've, we've led over 4,000 people to first-time decisions for Christ since 2011. And I think that's the part that I wanted to make sure that we hammered down what we're actually doing out there. You know, we're, we are a church out there, you know, and we're, and, we're, and, we're, and we're leading people, we're introducing them to Christ, and some of those people are people who would not come through these doors. So one of the awards I just recently won, the Ventilation 2 album just won Rap Hip Hop Album of the Year for the East Coast Music Awards, and uh, what's really cool about that is that's not a Christian award. So that means for the entire year, this is, this is me coming out now. So for the entire year, every rapper in Atlantic Canada has to deal with the fact that the number one music in Atlantic Canada is a Christian hip-hop album. That's funny to me. I'm a little bit competitive. I'm sorry. I came up through the Michael Jordan era. So, yeah, I do. I, I'm sorry. That one takes me every time I enjoy it. But um, all that to say, one of the things that they also allow you to do is showcase um, at, these, at these events, because they're networking events, right? So you show up and you do these little concerts for all the managers and all that that are out there. And uh, we performed at a place called uh, Club Chrome, and my set started at 1.15 a.m. Very un unimpressed with that. I'm going to just... I looked at the list of people who were performing that night, and I, I knew quickly I was the only one with a grandchild. I got 1.15. Like, that's stupid to me. But... It felt, it felt intentional. You're going to make the Christian rap. You're going to see how much I really do this, right? So, all right, cool. So I brought a live band and whooped all of them. But anyway, side note, again, back to it. Um, that night, my set finished around 2 a.m., and after it was over, a guy came up to me, and I would say, I mean, I think he was the drunkest guy in the club from what I saw. Um, but he came up to me, and, and, you know, we started talking, and he gave me an opportunity to pray for him in that moment. It was a you know, it wasn't a long time together. You know, the club's closing, and obviously he's ready for security to come kick him out. <laughs> but he made the point to come talk to that Jesus rapper, you know? Um, so it didn't matter where we were doing it. The fact that we made really, really good music meant that I didn't have to not say Jesus to get it into places, all right? Somebody asked me that, like, how do you manage to play clubs and, that st and all that, and you still, you're, like, you're saying Jesus all the time. It's like, I make really, really good music. 
Right? I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend that it's not. I would, that would be disrespectful to God. He gave me the ability. I make good music. That's what it is, right? And so, and I said, like, you know, you guys are gonna want to quote from me at some point, so I'll give it to you. I listened to the other four albums in the category. It was the best album, not in a big-headed way. Just the message was Jesus, and it, but it was a good form of de- delivering it, right? The production. I went out, and I, I, I'm very intentional about that. I don't view Christian art to be a license to not be great, all right? So that's, that's kind of where I land on that. Um, and I, I did go there for a while on purpose. And checking my timer, I'm about to end with a couple minutes extra, but I'm going to close. I'm going to do it this way. So coming up, starting next week, I'm going on tour, guys. And this has been a long journey. Um, going back to the first time I've, I, I, I walked through these doors, I was still a, tune, a student at Teen Challenge. And uh, I walked into Pastor B, and it was a very, uh, very interesting encounter. Um, but it led to this becoming my family. And guys, we've been through some stuff, you know, um, personally and as a family. We've been through some stuff. And... Uh, and I've spoken to my leaders here, so they, you know, I'm not, but we have. We've been through some stuff, guys, and it's exciting for me. It's, it's an honor for me to be able to, you know, represent us, represent this family, represent people of faith, and to go out and actually deliver um, with something that is relevant right now, that is impactful right now, and they don't have to come here to get it. We'll take it to them and then invite them back. <laughs> um, guys, I love doing that for us. I love being that part of our family. You know, I enjoy it. It's stressful and loneliness hits hard because of the stuff we just talked about. Um, but yeah, it's, there goes my timer. I'm good. Um, but yeah, it, it, I'm excited for this tour because of that because, you know, Atlantic Canada is something that I, I don't get to do as far as tour goes, especially with Fresh IE, who's touring with me on this. Um, they usually do these national tours that stop in Toronto and call them Canadian tours, and it's not true. But when the conversation came up, where do you want to go? I want to go home. Guys, I don't get to come home. And I wanted you to see, because it's one thing for me to get up here and play with the band, and they're great. Don't get me wrong. It's another thing to get up here with the track Sunday morning or show up for a youth group. Or, but that's not the events we're taking out there to show people. And I really wanted to come home and show you guys the excellence that God has blessed us with um, in terms of how we deliver his message to people. You know, and, and that's kind of what this, the, 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 the Moncton concert was for. And uh, Jim, wherever he is, he'll tell you that I had told him, look, I need to get these dates booked, but I'm not booking the dates until I have my Moncton Wesleyan date first. And so put a little pressure on them, but they figured it out. Either way, I got my date. And uh, next Friday, August 19th, it's the same day I'm releasing the album. It's a busy day, um, but we're going to open the, we're going to set the tour off. We're going to launch the tour here in Moncton, uh, at Moncton Wesleyan on this stage. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why doing it in here was the, the big deal, okay? Um, because Mark gave me the option to use the Life Center, which I normally use because of the size of it. It's a little smaller, which makes it a little more intimate. But when I was in Teen Challenge, I saw a magazine with Fresh IE on the cover. I had two things that I said I I wanted to accomplish. I wanted to meet Fresh IE, because I thought that'd be cool. And I wanted to perform on this stage, because I had seen it and I thought that would be cool. 
I've already done both, but it's time to really do it together in a way that God is honored and, 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 and blessed, but not just that, so that we actually do some ministry at home. Those 4,000 lives, I don't feel like the percentage is high enough here, and I live here. You have access to me. Let's make it work here, all right? So here comes the, the fun part, just so that you know. I check the ticket sales every couple of days, all right? So 180.com, O-N-E. There's a slide that I, it says the main slide. It's got my, my picture and my name. That's the one. Uh, so that's the spelling, O-N-E-A-T-E-A.com. If you go there and you click on the Moncton Wesleyan concert, you can buy your tickets, $15. Good look. I'll tell you why I really want you to go and buy them in advance if you can, okay? The reason for that is we want to start something that really benefits our area in terms of bringing artists here to do their concerts, right, through Atlantic Canada. But they don't because Atlantic Canada is known for we don't pre-sell very well, right? I figured we might as well take a crack at this and see what we can do. You already know what you're getting. You're either going to get a good show or good jokes, but you're going to get one of the two. You might as well spend the $15, right? One way or the other, you will be entertained. So get the tickets. Come on out. Let's look more, let's look past this show because it might not be your thing. But there is a worship band out there that we're going to want to book that's not going to come without pre-sales. And we have to show them on this opportunity that we can sell the tickets. Okay? Nobody has this conversation with you. It's a hard conversation. But family, we can do some very important and special things in our region. We just got to come together. All right? So let's do that. Let's do that. So 180.com, tickets are $15, go get them. Anything else you want there, those beautiful shirts you saw up here, those are on there too, go get those too, but um, you know, whatever you gotta do. Um, we just released a single, guys, called Say Amen. It is a, a worship song uh, that we, that we, that we, we you know, we, we wrote. Um, there's a backstory to it that I don't have time to tell because you guys also heard when my alarm went off, so I won't give you the backstory on it. But what I will say, is that song um, came from a, a place and a time where I needed it. Um, I didn't realize I needed it, but I needed it. And some of what happened was I had sent the track to a, a worship pastor here in the city who I respect. Um, I had sent it to him and just said, you know, I want to do this song together. I mean, you know, I'm paraphrasing, of course. And uh, he said, of course, love to do it. It's going to look funny. Just stay with me. Um, I was also thinking about the big water bottle sticking out my behind. But he, uh, he said, all right, what do you want? I said, I have no idea, brother. One thing about me is I make it very tough to create with me because I give you zero pointers. I believe God put your name on my heart for me to call you because you're great at what you do, so I'm going to get out of the way and let you do what you do, and we'll come together and figure it out. Some creatives don't like that, but whatever. Anyway, Jeff was cool. I, I did it. And he sent something back to me, and it was a little while before I got something back, but he sent something back to me um, on a day that I was driving home and just soaking into um, the blessings God had actually given me, right? I was, I was really struggling with the loneliness that this thing brings sometimes, especially when your family doesn't know what you're doing, right? So I didn't realize that I could have fixed that loneliness a little earlier. At least I think I could have. So now we're going to find out if that theory was correct. We'll see. Anyway, um, but yeah. He, I, I opened my email, I'm driving, I'm crying, I was, I was, and I was listening to worship music, but 
like I'm crying to the point where, so when we travel, sometimes my wife brings her headphones so she can watch her videos because that's usually when I get to actually listen to albums straight through. So that's what we do. So she has no idea what's going on in the car, but she looks over and I'm bawling. Like I'm wiping my face, trying to keep us on the road. We're all over the place. Right. But you know, go with Jesus. We'll survive. I'm crying because of him. So I'm sure he'll keep us safe or take us home. It's his choice. But I'm crying. And so she looks over at me. She's like, oh man, you're rating your feelings today, aren't you? Sensitive, beautiful woman I married. Um, but I was, and, and all I could say to her was, you know, I've been, I spent the past three months focusing on all of the negative stuff, you know, all the, all the stuff I got to fix or all of the, 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 the ways we're not together or whatever the term is. Right. And, and we had spent one weekend at the cottage and I was like, I'm looking at these blessings, man. Like, you know, and I felt really convicted about it. So Jeff sends me this email. I open it up and his vocals were in it. Like, okay, we're going to do something with this. So I go in the studio, like I got home, parked the car, threw my stuff in, rent in the studio, wrote my verse, 15 minutes. I was pretty impressed. Then I played it back and I was like, ooh, that doesn't sound bad for 15 minutes. I like that. And then I was like, but I know who needs to be on this. So I call Fresh IE. Now he's in Winnipeg, so he's two hours back from me. This would have been around noon. So I call him, it's 10 a.m., right? I'm like, hey man, what are you doing? He said, I'm marinating steaks. I'm having a barbecue today. I said, all right, awesome. I said, well, I need a verse from you and I need it today. All right, and he's like, dude, like I'm marinating steak. Send the track through. So I did. And he had that verse back to me recorded and everything in two hours. Now, that doesn't mean a lot to you, but I'll tell you my response to him. When I called him back, I said, you know what, Fresh? I got to tell you, I know God's hand is on this song. He said, why? I said, sometimes I can't get a verse back from you for two months. Two hours. Two hours. I got this verse. And so if it's all right with you guys, I'm going to invite Jeff out here and, uh, and maybe perform that song for you guys before I go. Um, and, uh, and, if you, and the reason I invited Jeff was because if you don't like what I do up here in the next five minutes, you don't enjoy that, that's fine. He's going to show up on next Friday as well. So still buy your ticket and you can come listen to him and some other people. But either way, you know I'm not going to let you off the hook on the ticket part. You good? All right, man. We're ready when you are. Holy, holy, Lord God Almighty, lift your voices and say amen. Holy, holy, Lord God Almighty, lift your voices and say amen. One more time. Come on. Holy, holy, Lord God Almighty, yes, Lord. lift your voices Let's go, say amen. Now from the time I open up to when my eyes close, I'm reminded of who you are. Nobody like you by far, the healer and loving part, the promiser of life eternal. Always faithful, the author of all that's right now for the times you were there for me. I didn't deserve and every time I showed my actions didn't line with your word and every time I fell back. 
You were there to pick me up, dust me off, still reminding me that you'll always love me. So the only thing to do is say thanks and give you glory with whatever I have left in this tank. Now my mistakes, I laid them down and asked for you to restore and just trust you with my whole life because you did it before. For all the things that you promised, the days you never let me down through the hills and valleys, you were always around. So I'm going to lift my hands up and praise and then I'm going to keep it short and simple, Father God. Amen. Let's go. For all the things that he's promised For all the days he never let you Through down. all the hills and valleys, come on Through all the hills and the valleys Lift up your hands, somebody say amen yes. Now we stand in agreement Cause God, you're the reason Your hand on our life So we fight in this season The justice and mercy Trust cause you're worthy Your touch of your love Brought redemption to men Let the church say it's lit Let the streets say amen Cause revival, it starts In the core of a man Yeah, we yearn for the day, yo God, cause you're able These praises, they spew From the heart of the navel Shouts from the rooftop Mouth is a jukebox Yes, and the truth Rock down to the boom Let's say amen, cause the Lord gave us purpose And while you search us, yes we will worship singing We'll lift it up And we'll sing it a little louder, come on That he's promised for all. for all the days he never let you down. Through all the hills and valleys, through all the hills and the valleys. I gotta take this. This is my favorite part. I need to hear it live. Lift up your hands, somebody say amen. Holy, holy, let's go. Come on. Holy, holy, Lord God Almighty. We're gonna. And say amen. Yes, Lord, come on, y'all. Holy, holy, holy. Lift your voice. Somebody say amen. For all the things that he's promised. For all the days he never let you. Holy, holy, Lord God Almighty, lift your voices and say amen. Yes, Lord, come on, let's sing. Holy, 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 lift your voice. Somebody say amen. Amen. Monk the Wesleyan, thank you for letting us rock with you. And thanks for letting me share with you guys. And uh, yeah, next Friday, we'll be here in Moncton. Don't, don't go away. Stand on this side. You know, it, it's uh, easy watching. that Some of these guys need to listen to more of your music because some of them are like rhythm challenged. I can see that out there. So you need to work on that. One of the great things you may not realize, and 180 went over, or as his grandma calls him, Tia, that... Uh, He's got 15 mission fields he's going to over the next little while, and they are mission fields. They are places he's going to get to go into and share the gospel in a way 
that a lot of us are never going to do. And so I want us to pray for him right now. Will you do that with me? Will you, will you as a church family, because we are a church family, he's part of our family, I want you to stretch your hand out towards him as I pray for him, and we're going to pray for them. Father, I thank you so much for 180. Father, I thank you for the ministry that you placed on our heart, as he said earlier, like found people finding people. And Father, I'd ask that as this Friday, when it starts here and it goes to 14 other cities, may more people be found as a result of 180 ministry than, than he could ever anticipate. Father, we pray for health for him. We pray for, for conversations and opportunities for him that he would never have dreamt of. Father, may seeds get planted, may harvest happen, may people who are in a tough place go, I can turn it around too as a result of the ministry and witness that they'll experience. So Father, we pray for an abundance of people to witness this ministry. We pray for health, we pray for travel, we pray for favor in all aspects of this ministry for it to happen. So we give Tia, we give 180 into your hands to lead, guide, direct, and to use in mighty ways over the coming weeks. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give it up for 180 one more time, please. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about Moncton Wesleyan, we invite you to visit our website at mw.church. We are here to help you with any questions you might have. See you next time.